Welcome to the Mindful Moments for Families and Schools podcast. My name is Kelly Winkler and I am the host. If you are a parent or a teacher who would like your children to be more peaceful and focused, you are in the right place. This podcast will help busy classroom teachers and busy parents to weave elements of yoga and mindfulness into their daily routines. I'm excited to share these amazing tools with you and for you to join me on my quest to create a more peaceful world. Welcome back to Mindful Moments for Families and Schools. This is your host, Kelly. I'm super excited because I've had the opportunity to interview some really awesome guests of late. And today, we have the wonderful Jessie Bennett on. Jessie Bennett is a mama of two awesome kids, and she loves sharing the message of kindness and gratitude with children and in her books. Jessie teaches Pilates and yoga in Roseville, California. She and her husband, Ryan, enjoy getting their family outdoors and up into the mountains. Jessie's books include The Yoga House and Sunshine. Her third book, Lift, comes out this month. Let's dive into my great conversation with Jessie. Welcome, Jessie. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. You are my first author on the podcast, so that's exciting. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's start out by talking about your journey and your yoga practice. Absolutely. Well, yoga has been a part of my life since I was, gosh, maybe 10 years old. It's, all, it's so wild that I started early, but I was always drawn to it. And I kind of kept it with me. And then when I went to college at USC, I got more into it. And I became, became interested in learning about yoga and Pilates. And when I graduated college, um, I started getting certified and learning as much as I could and just collecting all the trainings I could um, in yoga and Pilates. And then, you know, as I grew into an expecting mom, then I would do prenatal yoga. And then as I had, you know, my babies, I would start learning about kids yoga. So as I've evolved, my practice and my teaching has evolved with it. And then with that, Um, As my kids have been in preschool and now elementary school, I go in or I was able to go in and teach to their classes. Um, And now I just do it via Zoom for now. So that's kind of I have a personal practice and I have a practice that I love to share with others to teach adults and children. So that's my personal yoga practice. And I, I love it. I practice every day. It's so beautiful. That's like the one of the most amazing thing about yoga and our practice is that it really, it transforms along with us as we grow. And it's so amazing that you started so young. You don't often hear that, that you find someone start so young and stick with it. Um, and so it's beautiful to hear how it, it sort of morphed in, in as you grew and as your life changed, so did your practice. And it did. That's the amazing thing about yoga and why I think it's so important to bring it to children because it is one of those things that they can take with them through their entire life. Absolutely. I think when so did, too. When did you become interested in writing um, children's mindfulness and yoga books? Well, what I realized was those are the kind of books that I've been drawn to as a mom. And so I'd always be buying the books to read to my children, my kids. And then how it started with my first book, The Yoga House, 
was I think I had read, I had read a mindfulness book and I thought, gosh, I really, this is what I'm teaching the, the kids at school. Mm. This is how I share yoga with my kids and mindfulness. And I thought I can do this. I can write, I can write a book. And then my daughter was having a really hard time falling asleep. And so I wrote a meditation for her and I started reading it to her every night. And I realized after about two months, it actually became this wonderful tool to, to connect us to help her rest at night. She was just getting a little nervous. And so the meditation became the catalyst for my first book, The Yoga House. So I wrote the meditation that's in the book and I just started reading it to her. And then I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just start doodling and drawing and see what happens around this meditation. And so I did that. And then I thought, you know what, I want to show you that your mom can write a book. And I have, and I didn't know anything about publishing, about creating a book, what I needed to make it. I just started, I just start, you just start where you are. And Mm. for me, that was, um, I probably started in, I want to say it was 2018 because when I first, my first copy of the book arrived around Halloween 2018. So it was spring 2018 where I just was like, I'm going to start doodling. And I just kind I just never stopped with it. And I searched out a publisher and I was like, these are my ideas. And, and, um, I was able to take a wonderful self publishing route with a company, um, that believed in what I was sharing. And, and it was, it just was like a natural fit. And, and once I got going on sharing the message of the yoga house, I thought I need to do this again. So it truly was a dream I never knew I had. And it just feels really right to share the message that, that I have um, in my heart. And that's what I tell kids when I, when I get to visit schools or pop into classrooms is if you have something that you want to say that you believe in, um, it's valid and share it. Like you can be an author right now at age seven or at age 10. And, and I wanted to show my kids that their mom could be an author and that these books were written, inspired by my kids, but they're for every child and every family. That is amazing. And I resonate so much with that, that it grew from a need that, that you needed for your daughter, because my, that's how I ended up teaching children's yoga because my oldest who's now 16 was, was having really a tough time in middle school and lots of anxiety. And, mm-hmm. and we got her into yoga and I saw the beautiful transformation. And so she's been my inspiration, this, this entire, you know, journey that I've been on with my yoga and now with the podcast. And um, so it's really, I, I resonate a lot with that, that it, it grew from something you were sharing with your daughter that um, was helping her. And then yep. you see this need that mm-hmm. you think, oh my goodness, if this helps my child, you're absolutely right. We need to spread this and and help millions of children out there. And your book is beautiful. I, I, I as soon as um, I connected with you, I ordered a copy and I just love it. And I've, I've been reading it with my, my daughter at home, my youngest who, who's six and using it in my classes. So I thank you for that. It's, it's really a beautiful book. And I, I thank definitely you. am looking forward to getting more of your books. Cause I know you have a few others out there yeah. or at least one other and more coming, but yes. well, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but first, if somebody wanted to start a yoga practice, I know you started very young when you were 10, but if somebody you know, the adults listening to this podcast, if they're looking to start a yoga practice or a mindfulness practice, what would you be their, your best tip for them to get going? My best tip would be to get going. 
That's exactly what you said. <laughs> and, and to take all the layers, outside layers of pressure off, the beauty is in showing up and it never has to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a long hour practice. There's something beautiful that happens when you say, I'm going to take this time for me, whether it's a five minute gentle flow or a 20 minute gentle flow or just making it to your mat to sit and breathe. The practice I feel like begins when we show up for ourselves. And, and the beauty of yoga is it never has to look a certain way. It, it, it's made for everyone. And so I feel like, especially now when so many people can practice at home in the comfort of their own home and their cozy clothes and, and not worry about any of the exterior, just by rolling out your mat and saying, you know what, I'm open to trying this and seeing how it feels with me I always say in my class, the practice is here to serve you. And so whatever your mind and body needs, that's what's welcome on the mat. And um, so for those who want to get started, I would just say, you know, being open to it is step one, rolling out your mat and giving it a try without any, I, without any pressure from yourself that it has to look or feel a certain way. It's completely there to make you feel better in body and mind. Yeah, I love that. I've been actually for myself, I know during quarantine, I, I think I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to like, oh my goodness, I'm home. Let me like really strengthen my every single day practice of getting on my mm -hmm. spending this time. And, you know, then if I would miss a day, I would feel terrible. And then I finally decided like, you know what, like, I have to just listen to my body and roll out my mat, my mat. And like you said, if I just sit here and breathe for 10 minutes, that's what I needed today. And yes. so I agree. It's, and it's about losing that expectation of what it mm -hmm. should be and just get, take what, what from the practice, what you need each day. Um, yes. that's really great, great advice. <laughs> Do you practice yoga and mindfulness? I know you said you go into your, you were going into your children's school, but at home, do you, do you practice yoga together with your kids? Well, how old are your kids? First, tell us about them. Yes, I have. Um, oh my goodness. My son is seven. He'll be eight next Wednesday. So all of a sudden I'm going to have an eight-year-old. He's a second mm. grader and my daughter is 10 and she's in fifth grade. And we do our yoga house meditation every single night. Um, we also just weave in, and I think this is the neat thing about yoga or mindfulness. It gets woven into little things throughout the day without sitting down and saying, we're doing mindfulness, right? Once it's mm -hmm. kind of a part of your day, you realize, okay, this is an opportunity where you can show kindness or empathy to your sister, to your brother, to your mom, to your puppy. You know, um, this is a way we can do that. Or here's a way when we're feeling frustrated to kind of deal with it. So what tools do we have right now to shake it up or redirect? And so um, I move with them. I stretch with them. They were home and they just recently went back to school. And so we would do a lot of stretching breaks when they were on Zoom. So I would mm. kind of pop into their rooms and they um, and we would do a little stretch. And so I just, just like the yoga practice, I just kind of gauge where they are each day and see how we can weave it in without um, them even being very aware that it's happening, if that makes sense. But <laughs> it makes absolute sense. <laughs> but what we do every night, because I really feel like for adults and for kids, like having a ritual is really wonderful and powerful. And every night um, after we read, I have played the same 
playlist and a lot of it are songs that I listened to when I was even pregnant with them but I play the same playlist um like of lullabies every night when they go to sleep and when I read them the meditation from the yoga house which I do every single night it could because now it's just like a cue that for their body to slow down and to breathe I play the same song and so they go to bed with the same lullabies and they moved in together um, and they have their own bedrooms, but they sleep in the same room every night. Mm. And so I read it to both of them and they both hear it every night. So that's their, that's the one thing that happens every day, no matter what. And then we stretch as they need, or we move around or we, you know, the mindfulness and the kindness, um, and gratitude we talk. Oh, and that's another thing before we go to bed, I ask what made them happy, what they're grateful for. And just so that they have happy thoughts, comforting thoughts, um, before they go to bed. And then also to just do my best to help them be as optimistic as possible and see that there's good in every day, you know, even though there's a lot going on in the world. And so I just like them to go to bed thinking about what made them happy. Oh, I love it. I, it makes complete sense about the whole weaving it in. That's actually why I started this podcast. Um, because, I I think it's so important for every family and every classroom to have these things weaved in through the day. And I know it's overwhelming. Parents are so busy. Teachers are so busy. And um, for them to start thinking about like, oh, adding yoga and mindfulness into our day, like where can we fit it? We have so much already on our plates. And my whole goal of this podcast was to teach them, you know what, you can weave it in a few minutes here, a few minutes there in the things that you're doing already. You can, you can make it part of your, your daily routine and, and part of what you do every day without, like you said, without the kids even realizing that, Mm -hmm. that you're doing it. So um, that's that's perfect. Perfect answer. No. <laughs> um, if you were going to talk to parents and teachers who want to start weaving this practice in, what do you think is a, is a good, good tip for, for them to start a good place? A good place to start is first of all, they don't have to have any extensive knowledge in either in, 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 in yoga or in mindfulness. Um, we always start from the golden rule, treat others how you hope to be treated. And so to start with that kind of respect towards others and respect towards ourselves, I feel like is an easy way to, to jump off. And in, um, in the back of my books, I have journal questions. And I feel like it's a wonderful thing, even a simple way to just start to incorporate mindfulness is to ask kids questions about how they're feeling, about how when they feel best. And, and I feel like we learn a lot about them that way and can see what they need, um, what their love languages are almost, you know? And mm-hmm. so to start weaving it in, if they're like, I have no idea about yoga, I don't practice yoga and I don't know how to do mindfulness. I'm just trying to survive right now. I think that um, there's something beautiful with the, with the intention and want to bring it into your life. And I feel like it can help create that pause especially for those families who are so busy, even if it's just sitting down, taking a couple big breaths together and saying, what made you feel like sunshine today? Who needed your kindness? How were you kind today? Um, how, you know, so things, so just starting a conversation with them is a wonderful way to create mindfulness. It doesn't have to be lengthy. It doesn't have to take a long time, but just making a connection and slowing down. Um, I feel like really goes so far more than more than ever right now is to create that time and that connection. And for me, that's when I feel most connected to my kids is when we kind of leave all the distractions and sit 
and whether we're stretching or just, I'm just listening to them. Um, I feel like that's when the mindfulness um, really happens in our home. Yeah, that's great. I, I, um, I agree about the connection. Uh, it's so important to, for the kids, for us to, for, for human beings in general, to feel connected, to feel connected to, to the people around them and, to feel connected with your children is, is so, so important. I have kids that range in age down. I have four from oh. their 16, 14, 11, and six. So our, our, our yoga and mindfulness practice looks different with each of them, yes. but, but I always try to make time to just connect, even if it's only for a few minutes, even with my teenagers, like just connecting, just checking in with them, letting them check in with themselves and, sharing whatever it is that they want to share with me at that moment. Sometimes it's not a lot, but I'll take what I can get. And just that, that they know that I I'm connecting with them, yes. I think is, is the, even if they don't want to share at that time, like I just make it a point every day to, to like, just try to sit and just check in for a minute. And, um, and it, it, the connection is, is so important. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. So can you give us tips about using mindfulness-based books as far as in the classroom or at home? Absolutely, because that is a great place to start if you don't know where to start, because the books are a tool to bring mindfulness into the classroom and into your home. So I, I honestly think it's probably the simplest tool because the words are there for you and they're a wonderful, <laughs> they're a wonderful jumping <laughs> off point. Um, so in my first book, The Yoga House, in the back, um, I have a meditation. And a meditation, it's just that wonderful way to connect to your child. Um, they're the journal, they're journal questions. So those are wonderful questions to ask. Um, and one of my favorite ways to bring mindfulness into the classroom, which I love when I, when I have the opportunity to be in the classroom, um, are affirmations and getting kids um, to really practice positive self-talk. So in each one of my books, I have positive affirmations. Um, I am, and I really, when I teach mindfulness in classrooms and when I talk to students, I always, I always really try to impress on them the, the importance of when they speak about themselves to let the words that follow I am be something positive, be something kind. And um, I feel like that is such a great tool for teachers and for homes that are, are trying to figure out where they could put mindfulness if they read, the, if they read um, a mindfulness book. There's so many amazing ones. I'm grateful to be in part of a library of amazing my books for kids that can help inspire that. But, um, but teaching kids to say, I am, I am kind, I am capable. I am proud of myself. I am a good friend. And I feel like um, the I am affirmations are a simple, easy way to bring in mindfulness and positive self-talk, which is a practice. And it's a practice for adults as well. It's wonderful. And it's wonderful for um, adults to practice it so that their children or their students hear them saying, I am, I am good at this. I can figure this out. So I am, I can, I will, I do. One of my favorite instructors of all time, though that's her mantra. I am, I can, oh, I, I will, I do. And so when you're talking about yourself and your actions, let it be something wonderful and positive. So whether I'm talking to a, a class of kindergartners or I'm talking to a class of fifth graders, that is something that we hit on every time. So if a, a teacher is looking to bring mindfulness into their class, there's so many books and, and mine hopefully break it down pretty easily just because of 
the way I hope I share the message of kindness and gratitude. Um, and I think the affirmations, which I love hearing the kids say out loud, I have them repeat mm -hmm. them out loud and come up with their own. Um, it's just a wonderful tool to bring mindfulness in and just self-awareness and having um, positive self-talk, I think is huge for our children. So, so important. I know I, I want to say, first of all, I was so excited when I got your book because you really do make it easy for oh, parents and teachers you. to implement it because you have it broken down so nicely in the different sections and the meditation and the journaling prompts. It's, it's beautifully oh. done um, to make it super easy for people who don't have a background in mindfulness and, and yoga to, to, to implement it. So I thank you for that. And you are absolutely right. Self positive self-talk is so important. I know with my kids at home and with my students also, I always try to remind them when you get those, what if questions in your mind, what if I don't do well, what if this should change it into a positive self-statement of I am, or I can. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's something that I focus on a lot, especially, um, with my children at home. I, ha I have two that have have a bit of anxiety and I get a lot of what if questions. Yes. Um, and I always remind them as soon as they, they hear that, what if come out to change it around and, and give themselves some positive talk. So I, I love the affirmations in your oh, book. Thank you. And, and in sunshine in my second book, um, I have a page of what ifs in that it's okay oh. to be on, you know, that it's okay to not always feel bright and sunny and here are some tools to help us on those days when we know um, where we just feel a little like, what if the rain cloud pours down on just me? What, what if this happens? What if I lose my lunch? And so, and mm. so, and I think it's so good to acknowledge that too. Um, just saying, you know what, it's okay if you're not always feeling bright and sunny or you're not finding that positive within you. Let's work through it together. And here are, here are some tools that have helped my family, which I put in the back, but, um, but that we're going to breathe through it together. So on those days of what if, which I feel like every, you know, it's part of our human experience for ourselves. Sure. As kids. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's a whole, I have a whole page of that because I have what if kids too. some, you know, we all do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that page was, it was, actually the first page I wrote for sunshine and the first page I illustrated because we've all been there. And that is something mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's so important to address. Well, we know what book I'll be ordering after this oh. conversation. <laughs> oh. Do you have anything new coming I up that you do. want to share with I us? I would love to share. My book lift is um, it's being printed as we speak and I think it'll be released next week. I, I think it's on Amazon, but it's not like it's, it's hard to order, but I, I will, I'm going to have it released on Amazon next week and it's called lift and it's about lifting one another up. Oh. It's about inclusion. It's about kindness and, um, and being, uh, good to yourself and good to others. So it's a book with empathy, inclusion, and, and it's, I have to say it's, it's one of my favorites. I love each book. Like, you know, you love a, mm. like a baby that you've nourished and taken care of, but <laughs> I really love Lyft and I'm so excited because I just feel like it's a companion to the yoga house, to sunshine. And, and just like the other books, it has a meditation, it has affirmations and journal questions. Um, and so that's coming out any, any day as it's being printed. So 
That is I'm exciting. Really about that. Yeah. Very exciting. So all three books can be found on Amazon, right? Absolutely. They can be found on Amazon. Um, I believe on Barnes and Noble online as well. And um, through my publisher. And then also I love signing books and sending them because I feel like it's it's so much more personal um, to have a note for a child. So I will always sign and send books so people can always reach out to me directly so I can sign a book for their class or oh, their students. Oh, that's awesome. So that brings me to my next question. Where can we find you? Um, you can find me. Instagram's a great way to find me. I have a couple Instagram pages. I have a book page, which I need to give more attention to, which is the Yoga House book. And then um, I have it, it's called JB Pilates Mama, which is okay. me. And so that's the page where I can also be reached. But if, if anyone ever had a question about um, what we spoke about or they would like a signed copy, they can always reach out. I love sending books. That's like the happiest mail, I feel. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. And Me too. I think your tips are going to be really useful for all of our listeners. So we so appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you. And I look forward to talking with you again. I feel like we have so we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could this could go on and on. Yes. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too. Thank you. you all for joining me today. I know there's so many ways you could be spending your time. So the fact that you're here listening really brings me such joy. I want to thank you for joining me on this quest to spread more peace and calm in the world. I couldn't do it without you going out there and trying these tips and sharing these tools with the children in your life. Please subscribe and share if you found this helpful. And if you have time, give me a review. Your support means the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Yogi in Schools or on Facebook at Kidding Around Yoga with Kelly. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll see you back here next Thursday. And in the meantime, remember, take a deep breath. <laughs>